0: What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm Brandman Sean. And I'm Corey. And we are back with episode number 14 of No Labels Necessary Podcast. You can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check us every Tuesday and Thursday. If you don't know us, me and Corey are co-founders of Contra Brand Agency, multiple other, other entrepreneurial endeavors. But here we are here to talk about content, music, business, things that we just love to talk about. So that's exactly what we're gonna do. Now appreciate y'all for returning. If y'all have listened already, if this is your first time, appreciate you as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And before we get into today's pie, we got a lot of interesting topics for you. Wanna make a quick, quick little announcement, all right? Now we've been hit up about this on the back end before. Like we remember we talked about the music us having a music agency and a lot of people hit us with some inquiries and now we're open to talk about it a little bit more um an opportunity that mm-hmm. that we got coming in this next year and we want to present it to y'all who are interested so i'll just say this if you need a marketing team we are willing to find the right partner or maybe partners and be their marketing team now this is not for an individual artist individual artists just listen we love y'all but just listen we're talking about a label or a management team who wants a team to focus on their artists day in, day out, go in depth, handle their entire roster, and be there? Right now, Shakur, you want to add anything else to that?
1: Oh uh, no, you hit pretty much the point, the, the nail in the head, right? Like, this isn't for necessarily the artist looking for individual marketing services. That's that's pretty much you know the norm at this point with the agency. But this is for the like you said that label head, that the management company you know maybe even that, that distro company that has this roster of 5 10 15 artists that need to get shit moving but they don't feel like they have the time to put the people in place to help them move and right so we have the infrastructure to handle that many artists uh, we have the systems built in place to get things moving and like you said we've been asked about it a lot you know like a lot more than we even thought it would come up so we figured they must be looking for it, right? Like, exactly. got to be other labels and management companies looking for it. If so many keep coming to us asking about it, so all right that's some shit you feel like you need. Link them in the description, right? We're gonna have to do We're it. Gonna now. Have to do it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the contraband link is down there. So, right, 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 yeah.
0: right. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out and, and, and label it well. Make sure probably prioritize it at the top. But exactly what Corey just said, and you know, maybe you are somebody who are starting a label or something and you're looking for a partner from ground up, right? The right situation, that might be a thing where we're actually partnered mm-hmm. up in a company or something. But either way it goes, if you need a full marketing team to handle a roster day in, day out, and really build up, we are here for you. Now, without further ado, let's get into this episode. And as y'all know, we, we start off with advice, these episodes. And and last time, we actually introduced a new way of handling handling it which is rate the advice. We want to know y'all's opinions on the advice that we present, right? Now, (laughs) the advice that we got here is from none other than Dave Peters. Now, if y'all know Dave Peters, he's Mike Dimes' manager. Uh, We actually got a chance to chop it it up with Dave. Uh, Shout out to you at the writers camp for since the 80s last week. A lot of dope conversations happened there, but he talked about something that he does um, for artists or the approach that he takes when it comes to his artists. And that approach, here's the advice, all right, get ready for it, is simply using the term rising artist when you get on blog pages, let's just say, what, Say Cheese? Our
1: Generation Music. Our
0: Generation Music, Underground Sound, all those pages, right? You get on Instagram and they're talking about you. Now, why is he using the term rising artist? Well, he talked about the fact that look, you got this random artist coming out of nowhere, and you just try to present them like they're somebody. Why are people gonna care? Why should they care that? You, th- Why should they care that something's
1: happening to you or for you? Or are they gonna believe it? Say that again. Or would they believe it? Or will they believe it? Yeah, right. That's the. Big, I think that's the big, one of the biggest ones. And the reality <laughs> is, they
0: won't. We already know they will not. And as a result, you get hate thrown at you. Just hate, 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 hate. Right? Like just all oh, that. Is this it's, guy? it's everywhere. Who is this guy? <laughs> they talking about you? They turned up, but you disarm them if you say rising artist. Just present a little truth, right? So if you say they're if you say you're rising or your artist is rising in the presentation, people don't expect to know about you, right? So, it doesn't come off as pushy as an ad. It doesn't come off as if you're trying to present yourself as someone you're not. That's it. Like, that's the simple advice. It's small, but I think that tweak, when I heard it personally, right, mm-hmm. I thought that that was great advice. What would you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was I was conflicted on it at first. Okay. I'll say why in a sec. But I think is the bigger good advice is be cognizant of the people on the other side of the post, right? Yes, and how they're going to take it. Because what I always tell clients is we have to think about the people paying attention to these pages. This is my favorite music blog page. I see this shit every day, yep. eight, ten times a day. Now when this random person that shows up on my timeline that, mind you, I've never seen before. Because mm-hmm. once again, I pay attention to this page every day. I'm immediately going to have my doubts, my concerns. Maybe even some negative thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's brewing up, just itching to come out my, my fingers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I said, it's over to where it's like, okay, well, this person is rising. Well, I don't need to have the same expectations of them that I might have of a, a Travis Scott or something, right? right? Or now I know I might not, I might not, I'm supposed to know who this person is because they are rising, right? And they're mm-hmm. there. This platform is highlighting them for X, Y, Z reasons. So I do think it does a good job of disarming people there. The part of it I would, kind of argue against is that i do think sometimes it can be detrimental for that exact reason right because you immediately are painting yourself to this community as like i guess the struggling artist per se right or maybe as mm-hmm. someone who doesn't already have momentum emotion, or motion or I, I should be paying attention to i don't know how to explain it but i i, I can see the double side of it because i've had posts before where i've looked at on those pages where it says like exactly that, like rising rapper from Atlanta drops new video. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes in my head is like, oh, this is a, probably a small to new artist, because if they right. weren't small to new, they would have never used that language, right? right. So yeah. I do think there are certain specific scenarios where it can be detrimental. Um, probably like once you start creeping out of that, I would argue like that 50 to 100K, consistent like monthly listener point, probably when you want to start like slowly leaving it behind, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I do think up until that point, like it's hundred percent correct. Like it's a very, a very great way to yeah. disarm people. Yeah. That's a
0: great point because it's all—all all of this stuff is strategic, right? It's not mm-hmm. yeah one size fits all. And if you have numbers to show for it on another platform, like Spotify, like you basically like you reference, then don't use that because yeah, people might say, "Who is this? I don't know." this is but they can always go down a rabbit hole and find out oh somebody's fucking with this person already Mm. right and figure that out but if they're brand new mm -hmm. and i think it also depends on what you're saying as well Mm -hmm. right like if you're like yo this person's project's coming out this friday why the fuck do i care who is this right if you say i don't know little Uzi's dropping a project this friday then i'm going to care just off of the strength that it's little Uzi, right you have to establish a relationship for something that basic to be. So you need to also be in front of them for a reason that's that's worth it to the general public. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then the quality of your music or whatever that post is about, but like if it has your music in it, that's also going <laughs> to push people one way or another. Yeah. It's like, up, upcoming artists, hmm, okay, I think he's small, but I listen, okay, this shit hard though. And yeah. all that goes out the, out the window. It's trash. I'd say it, if it's trash, it does help because it's at least you say, all right, there's an upcoming artist. I understand
1: why. It's you know, bad. I
0: understand why it's bad. I still might say it's trash and not support and be like mean, <laughs> but it, it's not going to be the same level as if they lied, tried to lie to me and present who they were, right? Yeah. Like that. And I'm just thinking from a fan standpoint who's just watching. That's that's where it's gonna come. So it helps in that way. But I think the overall is what you said. Just be cognizant of who you're speaking through through each of these pages and how you're presenting yourself. Because even that, you can present yourself as, let's say, rising or upcoming, right? But you don't have to do that for eternity, right? You might mm-hmm. do that three or four times on a page or a few pages, run those rounds. And then like after three months, you don't ever use that term again because mm-hmm. now they at least they're aware of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Type thing. That community specifically. Right, yeah. that community yeah.
0: specifically. so. I think, yes, of course, the advice isn't one size fits all, but I think the sentiment and the real advice. So this is the part that y'all should be rating more than anything mm-hmm. is what your Corey said, which is just be aware who you're talking to and how that impacts them based on the words you're using. So, again, rate that advice, people, you know, give it a one to ten. Let me know let us know, put it in the comment section, you know what I mean, and like and comment while I'm talking about commenting, because you know, those comments and those likes, they give love to the video, and make sure it gets seen by other people, and if it ain't seen by enough people, we ain't gonna keep doing these things, man, we ain't doing it for not for our health, all right, now, speaking of the writers camp, as we said, it was since the 80s writers camp, really dope writers camp, uh, if y'all don't Know the roster of of
1: since the '80s, they have a lot of artists. Obviously, Jid is yeah, Jid Earth Gang, yeah. Mike Doms. Uh, I always forget how I say her name. And and just, and just Zoma, N J Z O M A. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've yeah. never actually said it out loud. So yeah, Sofego. You know what I'm saying? Probably the most notable, probably Jid Earth Gang, Sofego. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: So them. Right. Um. It was all last week. We were up there a, a few different times and occasions. And that was one of the conversations that happened while we were there just on the side. And there's a couple other ones that we want to touch on. A couple other ones. <laughs> a
1: lot of great conversations. <laughs> a
0: lot of great conversations. <laughs> this one here is, do you have to be crazy to be an artist? want you to stop and think about that for a second. And then we're gonna go into detail in terms of like the the kind of crazy that was presented, but overall, it no, came down at no. Of, it was, you
1: have to be crazy to be a superstar artist.
0: A superstar artist,
1: yeah, that was the combo. It was like okay. Well, I mean, I still do think you have to be kind of crazy to be an a artist. Yeah, like at least a little bit crazy to be an artist, because you got to yeah. be crazy even when to uh, attack everything that's about to come from the moment you hit upload. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and what might come from that event. If shit, I always tell artists, bro, like there are a lot of artists I think get into the game, romanticizing what it's like mm-hmm. to be a popular artist because you yeah. don't know anything yet. And then you yeah. get into it, you're like, oh, this shit a lot of work. Yeah. This shit is stressful. Oh, it's a thousand people trying to talk to me at all times, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They just want to know everything I'm doing. It's like, damn, this shit sucks. And it's like, yeah, bro, you know what and, and then you in it to see. So, yeah. you know, that's why I think like, you got to be kind of crazy to be one of your artists. But the point they was making about being a celebrity, Wanting to be a celebrity like a superstar, you have to really be insane mm. to be want to be a celebrity or a superstar.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's true. One of the quotes was came down to this. You have to be crazy to think that everybody fucks with you. Yeah, exactly. Because of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it came down to. <laughs> right? And then narcissism was a, a word that got used. What do you think about that?
1: No, I agree, bro. Like like think about the type of person – like that was saying, that just walks around and assumes, like you like it, you like it, you gonna like it. And if that over everybody over there just heard it, they will also like it. You they know, don't,
0: they don't get me if they don't like me.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't think there are too many art forms that are like that outside of music. Like I, I don't think I've ever heard any of my like art friends, like painting, visual art friends, ever like expect everyone in the gallery to like their piece necessarily. Mm. Right. I've never expected okay. my dance friends to expect everybody to want to show up to the dance recitals. Music artists, bro? Are my music artists friends? No, they're expecting everybody to play that shit for to fuck with it. Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, your heart, right? This shit heart, right? Yeah, I could get with that. I
0: could get with that. Especially when you talk about
1: the celebrity level. And
0: I think once you talk about celebrity level, it actually goes beyond music mm-hmm. because you can be a celebrity politician celebrity yeah. actor right because there's all those levels once you hit that celebrity level there's definitely a sense of thinking completely differently and i'm not talking about in that cool marketed think yeah. different type <laughs> shit no nah, we're not talking about apple we're just talking about you know your rocker is a different rocker yeah, you your brand I mean? really
1: wild a little different.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you might not be off your rocker your rocker just might be a different color you know what i'm saying yeah. so it, and i you know we can always go to the extreme where there's Kanye, like that's an example. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't think there's anything to gain from that conversation. I think the gain comes from the in-betweens, like who doesn't present themselves in this way that's so brash and obviously shaking the table in some kind of way, but still is a narcissist quote uh, in, in some form of fashion. Like people love Rihanna. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And everything about her image is, like, down to earth, but I'm still that bitch at the same time, right? Mm. Is she crazy?
1: Well, see, right? I was going to say, that's what makes it them crazier is when they're right. Because there are certain groups <laughs> of artists that are right, bro, and, like, everyone that comes across it for whatever reason loves it. Like, Rihanna. Rihanna's a great haven't. I haven't – I won't say everyone I know is a mega Rihanna fan, but I've never met anyone that like hated Rihanna's music, you know what I'm saying? Or thought it was bad or whatever. You might not mm-hmm. have your, you might not like all her music, but all of us got a favorite Rihanna song, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of us could think of one Rihanna song we fuck with heavy. Okay, and if you okay. say you don't, you're lying. So, no, you know what I'm no, 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 yeah. no. I, I would never. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> well, even
0: not even. Well, not even you specifically, okay, I'm just getting yeah, ahead yeah. of the comments, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, you, you know there's you always going to be somebody yeah.
0: in the comments that says something like that. But, hey, <laughs> reveal yourself if you are one of these folks who don't have one Rihanna song. And I think there's the qualifier because you don't have to just like people's music and don't like Rihanna. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, right? Yeah, fair.
0: Because that's another thing. Just brand-wise, I personally haven't met anybody that like hates Rihanna. You know, like they find her to be likable. They might not be, you know, super stan following her, but like, oh yeah, she's cool. Especially in contrast to other celebrities. Mm-hmm. Right. She's one of those brands. So that's what I feel like that conversation is more interesting. Somebody that you can't point to all these stereotypical things and be like, oh, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, does, to be Rihanna, do you have to be crazy? Jay Z, you hear people say all these things like he's a narcissist, da da da. So like you can go off the strength of like what other people say about him, if you know if you want to just do that. But the way he carries himself, well, I know a lot of people say his business moves are, you know, they try to say narcissistic or, or for self. But generally, his affect and how he presents himself in a room, I wouldn't find him. As, I wouldn't say that. Oh, you're just this narcissist, da 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 da. Maybe because of my personality, because that's one of them personalities where some people feel like, "Oh, you're being condescending." Mm. But the way I think of myself, it's hard to find someone talking to me condescending because it's like you can't be talking to me that way. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like so. I don't. It's not like I don't know. I think, yeah, Jay Z. I, I don't know. I hear enough about him. Again, this is obviously not knowing him, but a lot of people feel that way about him. But yeah, I really don't have. Do you get that vibe though just from hearing him talk like his regular personality? Yes. In what way? I would love to hear it.
1: Like, I think Jay Z's had enough business success where in his head, he can't really do too much wrong. Like, I don't think he thinks he's completely immune to, to bad. Ah, okay. That's to, different. Yeah. That's different. You know, I don't think he thinks he's immune to bad. He has one of those like, you know, every couple of years, but it's like, it's like, bro, if I've swung 20 times and like 13 of them have been out the park, bro, like, it's only so much you can say to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's only it's only, it's only, only so much I'm going to listen to people telling me this ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it kind of goes back to that uh, conversation we had about the influencers in making music, right? Well, I was saying that if you have this person that is sold chicken nuggets and hats and socks and shit to people, like, what's going to make them think they can't sell music, right? So I look yeah. at Jay-Z the same way, bro. I've sold alcohol. I've sold clothing. Yeah. I've sold music. I've sold businesses, so art, so land. <laughs> what is there out there to make me believe that I can't do whatever the fuck I want to do? And yeah, like, but, the, are, but
0: where's the line between narcissism and confidence in that?
1: I don't think there is a line between it. I think narcissists have a lot of confidence. I don't. I, but do confident people have narcissism? probably. See, this I is think where, it, I think it's safe to say
0: yes. This is where we have to look up the, the definition of narcissism cuz I actually remember seeing Gary B one time um say that he always thought that he was a narcissist. Like he would say that like like own it based off of the general understanding, mm. but then he looked at the definition and stuff one day and was like, "Wait, no, nah, I don't identify with with that." Person. So oh. a person who has an Excessive interest or an admiration of themselves that's the shorthand, right? I Ain't know. Ex- ex- excessive is, is uh, sh- what is it? It's subjective. But oh, that,
1: that's artist, bro.
0: Yeah, not, not <laughs> all right, not all right. How about narcissist traits? I think that's probably where you kind of like didn't have as much of a gap. I'm uh, uh bro, look at this. Oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah, we in there. Oh, yeah, that's the all one. Right.
0: <laughs> Have an unreasonably high sense of self-importance and require excessive admiration. Okay. Feel that they deserve privileges and special treatment. Mm. Expect to be recognized as superior even without intri- <laughs> achievements. Oh, well, wow, That's Google page. Spitting. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Okay.
1: Make now you got to read the last one. The last one's important too.
0: Make achievements <laughs> and talents seem bigger than they are. Give me an example. That's all of
1: them, bro. That's that's every artist, bro. That now take it back. It's not even a like, successful artist anymore, the narcissist. It's all artists at this point. <sighs> oh
0: man, <laughs> who knew we were going down this rabbit hole today? <laughs> Let's look yeah, at we gotta we gotta keep going with these. let see. Be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. Oh, that's interesting. A perfect mate come in, mean. believe they are superior to others and can only spend time with or be understood by equally special people. <laughs> bro, that's what I'm saying, yeah, I love bro. That shit, bro.
1: That's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. All of them, bro.
0: I love I, I love that. That's hilarious. Every Just single to read. One of them.
1: Okay. Okay. So you
0: can you, you you can give your time to the peasants, Jacory. King yeah. Ja'Cory. Yeah, 100%. You know what
1: I'm saying? I'm always down for the people. Come on, King, man. You, know
0: what I'm saying, you, know? you don't want to waste your time on these people, King. No,
1: bro, sometimes you got to walk <laughs> through the lands, you know what I'm saying, to see what's <laughs> going on, bro. Survey your landscape. See what's going
0: That's where I have a problem with that, right? Right? Because <laughs> you could spend that time, right? And you could be looking at it like that. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm granting these people with my presence today. But that, <laughs> all right, now, if we want to go to uh, Jay Z, then he said, my presence is a present. So I guess that does fall under that category of how a narcissist might think.
1: Exactly, bro. Right?
0: Yeah, Are you that. lucky to even be around me? Yeah, I don't think he said him and Obama. He he. Jay Z has had maybe one or two Kanye esque analogies that he didn't get Kanye uh, pushback for, like comparing himself to somebody or the way he like talked mm-hmm. about something. I, I will. I will say that. And, and that's somebody who really, really loves Jay Z's music. But
1: that's because his comparisons usually like make sense if you really like. Like you can, that's you can, you can draw the line between A and B pretty quickly. And, and that, yeah. If
0: it makes sense, <laughs> what's the problem, right? Yeah. What's the problem? But you know, all right. So let's let's see what else we got. Behave in an arrogant way, brag a lot. I mean, that's rappers. Uh, well, a lot of rappers, right? And come across as conceited.
1: Hell of rappers
0: are. Right. Be envious of others and believe others envy them.
1: That's rap that's, that's rap foundation 101. That is that is facts, <laughs>
0: man. Everybody ops. All right, invest in having the best of everything for instance, the best car or office. <laughs> it's funny how detailed this is getting but it is describing. At the same time, people with narcissistic personality disorder have trouble handling anything they view as criticism. They can become impatient or angry when they don't receive special recognition or treatment. Mm. Yeah, we getting in there. Have major <laughs> problems interacting with others and and easily feel slighted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's Kanye kind of to the fullest, though. He do be like just whenever someone doesn't agree, he be going straight to like offended. How dare you question my views? React with rage or contempt. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> to and try to belittle other people who make themselves appear as superior. Uh, you can't be superior to me. Have difficulty managing their emotions and behavior experience see all right what about that somebody like jay-z right let's go back to that category the way he's had to move and get to where he is he's had to do a lot of emotional management
1: i mean you ain't gotta be shooting a hundred yeah, yeah, aint gotta shoot a right. hundred You know what he saying? might be a b level yeah i'm
0: a narcissist a <laughs> hey, bro a narcissist would take offense to that <laughs> i'm not the best narcissist nigga what you mean <laughs> Experience major problems dealing with stress and adapting to change. Huh, that's interesting. I don't even know how to unpack that. Let's see. Withdraw from or avoid situations in which they might fail.
2: Mm.
0: I call that smart to a certain extent. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like after they they say this about especially like competitive people are just and especially as you get older, and they invest. Less in things that they can lose, yeah. Because just like why well, do it? Yeah,
1: why well, take the risk?
0: Yeah, I don't, to, to me that's pretty logical. I, <laughs> I mean, nobody
1: me. said no narcissist was stupid. You yeah, know what I'm right. <laughs> yeah, right, right,
0: right. But I guess maybe the reason, right? I, they're not going to invest in a, something they might fail because of the look of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's probably what it it be is. a chip in the armor. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. chips in the armor.
0: <laughs> Which I got. With that being said, Andrew Schultz had a a very clean way of describing Kanye and what he's going through today. Now, whether you disagree or not, folks who are listening, that's besides the point. But I love the analogy. He talked about how Kanye has, you know, blown up with his um sampling, right? Mm-hmm. As a producer, taking all these sounds from different places and sampling them mm-hmm. and then making magic, right? Yeah. And he said, well Kanye is finding that he's not as good as sampling people's thoughts as he is as sampling people's music and sounds and putting them together and presenting them. Mm. I thought that was a good ass yeah. right, metaphor analogy, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, whether you agree or not, whatever, but no, nah, that shit was beautiful. He's like, he's sampling these people's thoughts and is not being communicated and hit the same as his music. He not he not making hits. Yeah. like that, that. That's very fair. And, hey, look, people who argue that though, I say this, all the time that Kanye says said several times, he don't read. So he so has that. to be getting thoughts from somewhere. Must be people. So <laughs> that is in line with that analogy. Whether you like the outcome of his, his sampling or not, or his new production, <laughs> he is getting his thoughts from other people. Um, but anyway, besides the point, let's read these last two. Withdraw, no, feel depressed or and moody because they fail short they oh my, feel depressed and moody because they fall short of perfection. Yep, check. Have secret feelings of insecurity, shame, humiliation, and fear of being exposed as a failure.
1: Check all of them. All right. This ain't even to be this. This this ain't even anymore about the superstar thing. This is just this is just artist a T at this point. Oh man. So now it's like you already, you know, what I'm saying you know, kind of a little little, little off just for wanting to be an artist, oh, and then now you want to be a superstar artist, bro. You want. You want four year olds to walk by and recognize you. And you want like grandparents in the supermarket, be like, oh, you you the guy from the right. You're like, that's what you want, but that's what you want your day to day life. Most yeah. people seek peace and to mm. not stand out. Mm. But artists already inherently stick to stand out. Superstar artists stick to stand out from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even yes. just other artists, just like everything. Yes. And that's a little that's a little insanity. You know what I'm saying? That I
0: can see that. You 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 touched on something. Most people seek peace. Yeah. All right. And there's an idea that the reason most people seek peace, right? And most people don't seek to stand out is because standing out brings the opposite of peace. Yeah, It causes trouble, right? You go back to nature, you stand out, you're a lick, right? Now you are prey. There's a risk that comes with that. However, the reward is if you're able to stand out and survive that, then by golly, you the king of the jungle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, golly. So that's what those people are seeking, but you, it, it takes a lot to, that comes with it. I think that was the, that, that might have been the, the zebra analogy, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, remember I talked to you about that? Yeah. So, yeah, for those of y'all who, who don't know the zebra comparison or analogy, they say, you know, zebras have these stripes all right and then you look at zebras and you look at the sahara and you say well what the hell kind of camouflage is this because that only makes them stand out but it's not about the context of the zebra with the environment it's in it's more the context of zebras versus zebras Mm -hmm. right because zebras move in packs i don't know they call them packs but you know packs schools whatever you want to call it all right they move together and because of that, when lions are chasing them, they blend in, all right? All of the zebras blend in together, so they can't say, yo, bro, like, I want that one, because they're all moving, and like, I'm like, yo, Ja'Cory, we gonna get that one. Ja'Cory, like, what one, bro? which one are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, that one, like, bro. you talking about that one, and they, they, they moving, we can't keep up. However, one that gets injured, all of a sudden, they stand out from the rest of the zebras, mm-hmm. right? So now I say the one that's hobbling, bruh, right there. Chakori's like, I got you, dog. Run it down, hit a lick, right? So them moving, their camouflage, again, is them. But once something stands out, even in nature, it, 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 it means you're in dangerous position. And when you relate that back to the artist and you hear this narcissism thing, oh, man, it means... The only reason that you would stand... you So, does that mean only a narcissist would want to stand out? Is that what that means? I don't think so. No, I think... I don't know, man.
1: I think everyone has a little piece of them that wants to stand out. I think every person kind of... One way or another, we've all in our life felt overlooked. You know what I'm saying? It felt like maybe not enough people were paying attention to us or giving us our due respects for the yes. things that we do. Yep. I feel like artists are not the only ones, cause I would throw artists and like entrepreneurial people in kind of like the same boat. You know what I'm saying? People are looking to like build and, and build around, like build something and then build something around it. Like yeah. kind of artists, entrepreneurs, yeah. entertain. Honestly, I mean, like people in that box are the groups of people who like you said are willing to fight through the primal instinct not to do that shit and figure it out. Even though we know that at the other end of it, you are now a lick to all these people that you don't even see. Yeah, which is the craziest part about being a any, not even just a celebrity, just yeah. anyone with an audience. Bro, yes. like there are literally tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions of people out there who know everything about you. They know what you like to eat, your favorite snacks, <laughs> what shirt you like to wear on your so live stream the most, bro. On,
0: bro. <laughs> I love potatoes, nigga. <laughs>
1: And it's like, bro, they know all this shit about you, and you don't know anything about them. Yeah, But Bro, like, how many times have people walked up to you and been like, oh, bro, like, yo, the last week or two months ago, you was talking about this in this live stream, and what did you mean about that? You're like, bro, you mean that live stream from mm-hmm. months ago, bro, that you just watched last night that I was yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you get that, bro. Yeah. It's like, it takes a special type of person to want more of that. Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? All right, so in that case.
1: Yes. Are right we, are we, are we I, I knew you was about to ask, bro. I knew you was about to say on
0: narcissism being a good thing? <laughs>
1: I don't think it's the worst. <laughs> no,
0: it's not, only I don't know. It sounds like narcissism equates to bravery. That's what that sounds like. No, but I no, I, 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 get it. That is that is very interesting that yeah. there's that double-edged sword in that case. I, of course, I think you could want to stand out for purposes too, right? If you yeah. look at Martin Luther King, he was put in that position. He wasn't necessarily like, yo, I'm about to be the dude to save the world. I got the best perspective, you know, like on some Kanye stuff. It was more like, hey, we're training you, breeding you and like take this position because we see the talents in you. So, you know, maybe the purpose also can fuel that. But if we go back to insecurity, because I was going to say what you said, you said people have had this feeling of being overlooked everybody's experienced that in some way Mm -hmm. for the most part right Mm -hmm. but if i'm operating for that from that place that goes under the definition of insecurity right and now i'm trying to be seen i'm trying to make sure people understand what i i want to say because i've been misunderstood i've been overlooked so it doesn't sound like no, well, I mean, I think that this is obvious, right? It's like, like oh yeah, real, real deep conclusion and revelation, Sean. But, <laughs> but I'm just like, I, I, I was, I wanted to be willing to explore. Like, is this could be a good? Could this be a good thing in some ways, right? What, what are the redeeming qualities of narcissism? Ultimately, of course, it's it's a bad thing. It's a sickness. But then, ultimately, at the at the end of it all, it sounds like there's a spectrum. Yeah. And I'm almost with, if you don't have any bit, if, if this is the pure de- definition, maybe we just call it something else because, you know, narcissism has this rightly, rightfully so bad stigma. You, you need to have a little bit of it in you.
1: Yeah. That's why I said, what like, saying? I don't think I don't think you got to be batting a hundred. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man. Like, my, my mom was like a child psychologist. So, like, there's a lot of these terms and things I'm just used to reading like her books and shit. And like, that's how she would break it down. It's like, it's a spectrum. It's more about the intent of like the behavior. Like the behavior itself Mm -hmm. doesn't make you good or bad. It's about like what you do with it, right? Like some narcissists just want to open, you know, the best charity foundation for whatever cause they believe in. It's not inherently bad, right? Versus there's a narcissist that maybe wants to climb to the top of the corporate ranks and he wouldn't have burned the whole fucking building down on the way up there. You know what I'm saying? That Now that person, you you make some arguments for it. You know what I'm saying? Make some arguments about so. It's a spectrum, That's why I don't think it's inherently good or bad. I don't think artists even feel like the artists might be insane for wanting to chase the thing is good or bad. I just need you to know where you stand, bro. You're not, you're not normal, but you're an artist. So you already knew that. you know what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> that that, that yeah. is true. At this point, you should know that, that you're true. not normal. You know what I'm saying? That so is true. no, no. So shit, we 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 fall in the same boat, bro. You know, think about how crazy we gotta be to wake up and be like, man, I'm gonna give some advice, and somebody gonna listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody going to do it, and it's going to work that out. That is
0: fair enough. That, that, that is <laughs> – somebody going to work out. Uh, no, I, I can get with that. I, I with, You know, definitely we have a, a different apprehension, though, towards yeah, like, people pulling up to us on the street and everything though, yeah. than most people. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> but, they, okay. Uh, touche. Touche. So, hey, we, we understand y'all then. Yeah, yeah, like, I we, we get y'all. Yeah. Y'all might be a little bit wilder, but – but we get y'all. We, we all in the y'all. same boat,
1: riding towards the same shore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, me, I'm a, I'm a
0: competitive <laughs> person, so like, does that, this competition, the reason for wanting to win, have to be narcissism, or could you just want to be number one just because you like to be number one? I don't know. That sounds narcissist. Yeah, man. But it can't. Then you got to right? unpack
1: it. Like, why do you want to be number one? Ah, uh, where did it start? That's that shit. I'm not ready for I'm Next saying, subject. Bro. Yeah. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Next, section. that's when we need a better help uh, <laughs> sponsorship, you know what I'm saying, to push us to. Hey, so, is that what it's called? Better Help? It is better, yeah. yeah. yeah it is
0: better, help, bro. We, we should do a whole live pod session, bro. Better helping on they haven't done that, man. They won't, they,
1: they haven't, was, bro. I ain't seen nobody, uh, A live therapy session, I can't say that. There was a conference one time, I remember saying I'm gonna be the sponsor, like a music conference. I can't say that. Well, oh, no, I'm not saying like
0: better help sponsoring this kind of space. I mean like
1: oh that if, type of if conversation. we recorded an episode
0: yeah. and we had our therapy session <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually streamed on the episode that might be interesting. You know wow.
1: <laughs> that would be wild. I would watch that. I would love to watch that. I don't know man. We might need to do that. Trying to think of who I know that got some some clear surface level issues that need to be talked about that I watch that for probably like Drake or something. Well if you think about it that's what the
0: Ayanla Fix My Life series is about. People watching people's therapy sessions, yeah, yeah, right? Because right, yeah. I think Waka Flocka was on there, or like yeah. all these type of people, Like right? Chief Keeper, some shit. Yeah. yeah. And then there was like that other series that was like a relationship camp that Soldier Boy and Waka were on. You know, so oh, nah, people. I see that one. That content is out there. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a whole probably VH1 or one of those kind of channels, but it was a whole series where it was like all these couples that were like hip hop couples and some
1: relationship. Yeah, bro. I watched people their issues. I you know? Watch people get their life together. Hope I get some free advice in there so i ain't got you know what i'm saying pay for it like, oh, man. Damn, People that's to like watch other people's you know problems yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like me i could learn something from this episode
0: that, that, so, yeah i think uh i don't know I, so it's already been done the the marketplace is already validated we just need to actually reach out for the sponsorship <laughs> if anybody knows if you a therapist and for better help or you know one of their competitors you know what i'm saying we don't we don't have any, you know, side we pick. We, we pick that money, whichever one y'all got. We willing to do that as well. Now, <laughs> part of the interruption, I have to take this quick commercial break to let you know that we are sponsored by me because I signed myself. We signed ourselves. It's Brand Man Network. That's why we're calling No Labels Necessary because no label, nobody else is necessary for us to get the train moving. So if you could just subscribe to show appreciation we'd really appreciate that back to the program last subject from the writers camp it's i think we're going to be short on i don't know maybe you got you could have some unpacking to do but that question of digital marketing doesn't matter mm. that was a legit question at this camp talking to the digital marketers arguing <laughs> that digital market that, 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 that <sighs> you know I didn't know how to take that for a second. Man. So, are you, you want me to argue my position? Is that what it is? Or, you know what I mean? Do you genuinely believe this doesn't, um, digital marketing doesn't matter? I didn't know how to take that one. So, I was actually asking questions to see truly what he thought. I didn't really care to argue and say it mattered. I just, I, I really just wanted to understand the mindset of someone who might actually um, genuinely oppose digital marketing. And it was, it was definitely a learning experience. I always appreciate that. But what what do you think about that conversation?
1: I, I can could, I could see where, where they were coming from. Because I think the argument was digital marketing doesn't work for the average small artist because the average small artist doesn't have the things in place to make digital marketing work. Which is, I don't know if you remember, that's where it looped back to it. He was saying, like, it doesn't work because... You need the content and you need the branding to a degree. And you need, you know, even sometimes the image can play a part in it. Things that an artist at a certain level may not have figured out, to which we then argue is that the digital marketing that doesn't work then, or is it just the artist? Right. Mm. The point I would still make, but I do get, right? Because, like, think about how many campaigns we've had with smaller artists that maybe were missing two of the three things, and we would see it not work to the degree of the artist that we saw. Shit, have all of the three things put in place or maybe even have long been established within those different things, right? They already happen to like, you know, pretty much we always say like an artist with a fan base, like a, a good fan base, those are the easiest marketing campaigns. You easy. know what I'm saying? Like easy. Like, bro, just, you set some buttons up, shit just start growing. You know what I'm saying? Shit start working out because they have so many of the boxes already ticked off. An artist that doesn't have those boxes ticked off, we can set those same things up, exact same strategies, shit don't start moving from day one. Now we're more so trying to figure out what in the pipeline is stopping you from having the same results as this person over here? Maybe it is your image, maybe it is your content quality, maybe the song is trash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But those are still things that, like I said, I would argue it's not the, the digital marketing doesn't work. It's like a car, bro, like, I can have the fastest car in the world, but that shit could go zero to 250 in, in 1.5 seconds. If I put fucking milk in that car, that shit ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I put if I put water in the tank, that shit ain't going nowhere, bro. Like, right vehicle, right structure to get me from where I need to go, pretty fast, but I'm feeding it the wrong materials. You know what I'm That's how I look at it. Dang, man. <laughs> that was a great analogy. I want y'all to know they came that came off was, the top of the head. That was a beautiful one, yeah, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm just going to start
0: calling people <laughs> with bad music milk, man. I'm like, hey, bro, this some milk. This just <laughs> to be real with you. And
1: they're going to have to figure it out. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's like bro the Ferrari (laughs) gassed up, bro. Like, we ready to go, bro. You just put milk in that bitch, bro. I can't take you, I can't take you to the other side. So Nah. I'm with that, bro. 100 (laughs) percent like I think
0: I can't really add much to that. All I'll say is if you're the time if you're a ground zero artist, I still think. Marketing, digital marketing can work for you. It's just the perspective that you take on what digital marketing is, because mm-hmm. most people think digital marketing has to cost money, which it doesn't. All mm. right, so you can build relationships. You can hop in collaboration videos. Of course, for some people, y'all might not have those relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't get access to that, but that's still categorized as digital marketing, right? Um, creating TikToks, right, to get my initial awareness. That's digital marketing and that's free, Mm -hmm. right? So it does work. You can't say awareness doesn't work, right? To say digital marketing doesn't work is to say marketing doesn't work to me, all right? Because all it is is awareness at the awareness level. Then when you get to the consideration level, all it is is consideration, right? It's just that function. But in the same way, in the old school, you know, you can put flyers up. Mm-hmm. And then nobody show up. No one show up. Right. <laughs> you can blast your shit on the block and nobody care to hear it. Yeah. Right. So it all comes down
1: to the milk. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, th- th- and I think you made a point too of like it the different expectations of, of, of every level. Right. So with the artist as a oh, complete yeah. ground zero, of course we want to see results, right? Like we want to see things grow, but I'm not expecting shit to just start taking off from day one. A, a ground zero artist I think it's more about Understanding Who are the people That could potentially Like you And it might take us a lot To get to that point Right So like your thousand dollars Might not go as far as this Other artists a thousand dollars Because their audience Is figured out Right Like we already know Exactly what to dial in And what needs to be done To possibly scale Yep You we still figuring out Right Or the the second artist They could have been on a, on a five six month campaign And they're ready To start scaling things up Versus you on week one bro. you're not ready To get to the point To where they're at So I do think Like with artists even trying to gauge, is digital marketing like worth it for them in their career? I think it's important to understand like what you're looking for. Mm. Are you trying to understand your audience? Well, you're gonna have to understand that it's gonna be a lot of data that you're bringing in that might not be as valuable because you you just you just trying to sift through it and figure out who likes you, right? Or are you an artist that already has an audience and you understand that You're trying to find more people like them, right? Cool, your campaign might look a little bit different. Are you an artist that's already mega established and audience ain't even what you looking for. Like we talked about on one episode about like Drake and he probably don't care about streaming numbers at this point, right? If we to do a campaign for Drake, I would assume he would have much different expectations on the other end of it than if we were doing an artist for Lil who the fuck, whatever, that just dropped their first song today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be looking for two completely different measures to success. You know what I'm yep. saying? Points of success. So I think that to me is what it comes down with digital marketing. I think a lot of artists, even teams, tend to go into it with like, a, like the same, looking for the same response on the other side of it. Mm. Um, or looking for that same impact on the other side of it, which with marketing, we know that very rarely happens. Like marketing campaigns are like snowflakes. You know what I'm saying? It's very rare two two of them look alike yep. um, and, and produce the same results. But then even that they should be even judged the same way. right? Like, like I said, I could look at three different campaigns with the exact same budget spend across three different tiers of artist levels. And I'm ex- I'm, I have different measures of success for each of them. Yo, artists with no fans, Yo, the fact that you went from zero monthly listeners to 800 monthly listeners is, is, is amazing. You got the 800% plus increase, you know what I'm saying? Versus yep. like, if RSC with 100,000 monthly listeners or a million monthly listeners only got 800 monthly listener increase, it'd be different over there, right? But oh, no, this shit was a drop. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit just... So right. I think that's what, to me, hurts that argument a lot. Is We have to first, and every artist has to look in the mirror and look at your campaign and go like, did this campaign not work? Because this medium I chose, chosen truly doesn't work, or did I not do everything on my end I could do to make it work as best as it possibly can? Because those are two different, two different things, right? Or did I do the right shit,
0: period? Yeah, exactly. Right? Or even
1: that, did I picked the right shit to start exactly. with? Exactly. Yeah. Because
0: you mentioned Drake. We wouldn't even recommend the same stuff for mm-hmm. Drake as we would for Lil Nobody, right? Yeah. So, Drake. We'll probably be very PR and narrative driven Mm -hmm. because we know streams are going to come for Drake. Yeah. Right. But if Drake gets streams without a moment, that doesn't feel like a win for Drake. Right. Because you have to maintain cultural relevance. That's a part of where he is in the game. But you have some artists that can just do 100 million streams and man, they are elated. Mm -hmm. Top of the world. Right. So of course Drake does want to have the streams, but that's like a prerequisite. Mm-hmm. Like that's a part of it. That's not the conversation. You should know we need to hit these streams. We yeah. need to figure out how we can make a conversation off of whatever I'm doing. So you have that. And then the last thing goes down to, you know, those expectations for the amount of money specifically spent. And mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of why people will say it's not worth it. But that's why I go back to everything doesn't even take money and time. Everything is It doesn't take a lot of time, but then also some things will take more time. So, I think the time and money it thing is the biggest part that comes down to why people say it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh,
1: Definitely time, too. Because, I mean, like we always say, bro, like most of our most successful campaigns take like three months plus mm-hmm. to really work. Like it's been very rare that we've had a campaign that in month one... You know what I'm saying, unless the budget was crazy, just had produced like crazy results. Typically, it's like we we're setting them up to where a month, two, three months later, shit is really snowballing and taking yep. off, right? And so I think a lot of people just don't even have the patience to run a good digital marketing campaign, right? Um, because, Especially
0: when you're small. Yeah, right? exactly. You can't make shit happen in a yeah. week when you're small.
1: Yeah, bro. You, you make it happen in six to nine months, you're lucky. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then even I kind of always understand too the people who are already in the label system making that argument because the label system in my head is a bunch of people that have seen anomalies. You know what I'm saying? Like we've all at that stage, <laughs> you've seen some things that didn't make sense, but I had a guy telling me <laughs> a couple months ago about a artist he helped pop off for like a thousand dollars, but now I just went stupid off that one. Yep. Like, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, that doesn't happen a lot, right? Like you found you found a golden lottery ticket, you know what I'm saying? like cling to that motherfucker and make sure, <laughs> make sure it keeps going because you you might not be seeing that again. You know what I'm saying? No time soon. We've had campaigns like that, right? Well, yeah. Like on paper, it's like, damn, this shit does not make sense. But hey, this shit's still going. We're going yeah. to keep riding it. So I think that crowd of people specifically has a different viewpoint on it because unlike, let's say, maybe us, no, not us, we've seen more, but let's say unlike the average artist, maybe you see like one anomaly in your whole lifetime, right? If I'm a label exec, from a marketing person, if I'm an A and I've seen anomalies enough times to know that they're possible. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for the anomaly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm searching for that artist that I can put a thousand dollars into and get a hundred x return. Not the artist necessarily. That that I could put a thousand into and get a twenty percent return. Right? That'd be great, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. not that's good, but it's mm-hmm. not the motherfucker that gave me back a thousand x. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what I think people at that level are looking for. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah,
0: but because we've done both, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what allows us to maintain that patience. But like you said, yeah, we've seen and been the spearhead for many anomalies, right? Right. And you look at their level, people don't even get to some of these people's level unless you're an anomaly. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that's the problem. And once you have that, I'm going to call it anomalytic event, (laughs) (laughs) right? Now you're in the game. You have a brand or something that can now be used to create more attention, right? Because you did something that got attention, just like we talk about Drake is Drake, right? Of course, you don't have to be at that level to now be known enough to now do things for free that bring attention and maintain. So you're not used to spinning from ground up and getting that ball rolling. And by nature, the first units of energy are going to be the hardest, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to bring the lowest return because you're just trying to get it to the point that it's going downhill. But people are already running downhill by the time they get to many of these people and even the people who have a more, a better understanding that, okay, you have to break an artist. They, I feel like they struggle with that in between Mm -hmm. still like, all right, how much is it? How do I know it's worth it? Cause I only know it's worth it if this shit is popping. Mm -hmm. I only know it's worth it if, you know, I'm getting a certain amount of views, streams are moving crazy. Everything else in between feels like I'm probably not doing something right where we see it day to day. Like, okay, this person's on path, mm-hmm. right? And it might take six more in months, but we know they're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, since we're clear on that, we don't mind continuing to move the ball down the field in that direction versus, oh, this ain't working. We know it worked, it didn't work as much as we wanted it to, but it did work. So, yeah, I think that, of course. I don't think, I know digital marketing works, right? Like we basically built our entire career it off of digital work. We marketing. We would not be here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like <it> would, <laughs> we would not be here if it didn't work. We've done too much, made so much pop. I mean, we got digital marketing on both sides. Our presence, mm-hmm. ourselves as a company and faces, right? And our clients, right? Mm-hmm. So it works, right? And our bank accounts, right? All sides have are, <laughs> have happened because of the digital environment. So 100% it works. Um, but Hey, if y'all have some, some, uh, beef with digital marketing and alternative thoughts, we've already seen plenty of them, but Hey, go ahead and throw them in the comment section below. Of course we're, we're all with it. And if you're just listening to the pod, you know, just think. Just 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 <laughs> just just fight us in your mind, debate us in your mind, scream it. I know some people just uh like because I've done it before, you, you be debating somebody, like, bro, no, it's a lie, <laughs> but you can't say anything to you like, oh, he's so wrong. Just just, you know. <laughs> Channel that energy, then something positive (laughs) Uh, and thank us for it later. (laughs) Let me take a quick second to say, if you're an artist trying to blow your music up or if you're a manager, a music professional in general, trying to help an artist blow their music up. I have something that's a game changer for you, and it's completely free. As you may know we've helped multiple artists go from zero to hundreds of thousands of streams we've helped multiple artists go from hundreds of thousands to millions of streams chart on billboard go viral all of that stuff and we've now made the way we've branded multiple artists and helped them go viral completely free step by step in brandman network all you have to do is check out brandmannetwork.com you apply it's completely free but the thing is we're not gonna let everybody in forever. So the faster you apply, the better your chance of getting accepted. Brandmannetwork.com. Check it out. Back to the video. Now, the next thing we wanna to touch on is Gucci Mane dropped the 80 song album. Crazy. But, but what's the best part about this? I'm gonna skip to what I think the best part about this. Crazy. Is this part right here. Oh, I'm on the wrong screen. The fact that it's longer than the Titanic and they're marketing that. That is fucking marketing, bro. Yeah. That's marketing. That Y'all don't understand how big that detail matters. It's something that people can reference. A lot of people know culturally that it's a long-ass movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture in your head. All right, 80 songs, that's a big number. And that's meaningful in itself. Just because most people aren't used to hearing 80 songs. I know Chris Brown did like 30 or 40 um, a couple years ago. But you lose the steam on that really quickly because a number is a number. People have to feel it or relate to it emotionally. So to say it's longer than a Titanic and to make sure that's pushed out there, you better believe that shit is intentional and somebody smart is the one behind like making that, that uh, analogy. So shout out to whoever did that and y'all keep that same thing in mind as well. Uh, a great example of this as well is Apple they would do the same thing. When they came out with the iPods, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Sorry, rest in peace, with <laughs> rest in peace with the iPod. <laughs> they would be like, um, instead of just talking about there's however many terabytes or megabytes, whatever their, their measurement was at the time, they understood that most people can't relate to that. right? Mm. They don't speak the technical language. So to just say a thousand songs in your pocket, right? It clicks. I can have a thousand songs in my pocket and I'm used to CDs, right? Because we were still on the education curve at that point where people weren't used to having non-physical product, the market as a a whole. Mm -hmm. So like that type of language communication, creating that picture, man, it, it goes a very, very, very long way. Longer than the Titanic is in that similar space. So always keep that type of thing in mind when you want people to actually remember something about whatever you're marketing pushing those are my initial
1: thoughts on that what you what you got Cory I was just, my, my initial thoughts was like man that shit long as hell I ain't gonna, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you I wasn't yeah. even thinking about the imagery aspect because now that makes me wish that he had a longer campaign around that maybe like here are I can see an IGPR campaign being here are all the things that this album is longer than. You know what I'm saying? The the mm. I don't know, the space landing. bro. you right. The right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that, bro. I like, really lean into the narrative. Exactly. Because I mean, one, I think if you're a Gucci fan, this isn't this isn't abnormal of him. He just hasn't done this in a while. But this is like twenty or two thousand how long has Gucci been around it's like oh like, seven, oh six or some shit like that? <laughs> Yeah, maybe somewhere around there. Maybe let's. I, I feel let's like see. somewhere between like maybe oh five to oh nine. Probably this
0: would be five. Yeah, oh five. Yeah, yeah. Probably maybe you know. I'm sure there's some people like. Are you two thousand or four, three, whatever, yeah. whatever. We're not talking about the bottom, bottom. You know, the le- get level one of the streets. But yeah, you can at least get into. 2005, 2000, so Icy was probably like 2005.
1: Yeah, I know, hey man, that, around that time I was still in the country, like Sean just said, we had CDs back then, so Gucci had not yet made it to my parts of the farmland. <laughs> land. Um, until, 2005,
0: I just looked it up, so Icy came out
1: in 2005. Yeah, so yep. So this is old school him, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's very well known for dropping a lot of music, so going back to that, hey, let me take an old business model and bring it to updated times. Mm. I don't personally like that because I think there's a reason that those many uh those type of projects died out. I think there was us as consumers very, very clearly saying, like, bro, I'm not trying to listen to eighty songs <laughs> in a row. <laughs> you know, like, and I am like, now I'll be real with you, bro. Like sometimes man, I be struggling with like an hour fifteen album, but I was like, damn, man, we only on minute forty two, but this shit got six more songs to go. Like, that's crazy. Like yeah. I like I like the other stuff I heard, so I don't know. I think it's an interesting callback to his roots, but a little unnecessary, you know what I'm saying? Unless there's some like underlying game to it that we're not thinking about.
0: I mean the headline itself, right? That well, the amount of songs itself and that being a thing might get this talked about more than if it was just a regular project from him.
1: No, I agree with that. Yeah, narrative. like when you made the Titanic point, that's when it clicked for me. Like, oh you're right. The narrative is is more of the pusher than probably the actual music is. Yeah. Cause it, it is exciting in his own because nobody's doing it. Nobody, yeah. like I said, other than Chris Brown with 40 songs, bro, it's like, yeah. okay, they probably go, like, if we wanted to, that to be the narrative, we have to top the last person to make that narrative. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown, yeah, 40 songs, Still makes me feel like they could go away with fifty. You know what I'm saying? They have an the 80, but I get it. Let's double it. Go big or go home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like and, he did they 40. we gonna yeah. that Much to be longer yeah. than the Titanic,
0: man. I don't, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> know. If they that was a you know a prior narrative. Hey, let's <laughs> throw on a couple more. Yeah. Or it was something that was clicked afterwards. But like you said, it can definitely be a campaign where you do more objects, mm-hmm. and it could be, be become a meme, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't know. Sitting here listening to Gucci project. Uh, project. And then I don't know, two days pass, right? Mm-hmm. Or you compare it to, or like you make you roasting or something like Gucci Project longer than. I only want to throw in immediate things that came to my mind, <laughs> actually. But <laughs> but like yeah, you could you could have a billion different things that you go through with a campaign like that, and just make that as meme because I don't I don't think people are gonna listen to eighty for real. To your point, that's not something people want today. But I think. It's not that people never wanted it, right? I think before it actually fulfilled a need or a space that couldn't be done in the same way because the streaming platforms didn't exist. The internet didn't exist and it wasn't as accessible. Like I iPads, iPods, right? Going back to that conversation, they were just hitting the market. iPod probably hitting like 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. It was still like, yo, you got an iPod, bro. I'm about to steal that shit from you cuz this shit's worth money. Yeah. Like it was still <laughs> in that t- type of time. So a lot of people didn't have access to a lot of music, which means if I flooded at that time, you can become my whole life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I got all these options. So not only are you competing with like other people in general, I'm going to critique your music at probably a higher level too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? Before, I, I'm just going to take whatever I want. You know, they say a lot of the Master P's music wasn't all that good in some ways, da 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 He got his hits. But he was able to flood the streets, flood people's lifestyle. So now I'm only looking forward to to what he's putting out and building the anticipation. He was able to monopolize people's attention in their world. So I could definitely see the benefit of it back then. Today, I think that one change, the digital landscape, DSPs and us having so much accessibility to content in general, us having those options takes away the willingness an attention span to even give to that type of project for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I could, I can understand the benefit of it from an algorithmic standpoint. There's, there's, there's this like 80 different chances for something to hit. That's all another thing. Yeah. yeah. Algorithm. So something could yeah. like pick it up, move it off. You know, this one shoot over there, this one shoot over here. We all shoot up in 80 different directions, and it all comes back. Right. That I get. That I get. But it, to me, it ignores the core fan experience with it. And it's just like now you're harassing me. For the sake of gaming the algorithm, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. don't. Well, not me, because I'm not the craziest Gucci fan. But like me, me as a me hypothetical fan, bro. It's like don't abuse me to 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 get your industry narrative out there, bro. Don't yeah. don't do that to me. Because that is not the same thing. <laughs> to be clear, right? Gaming
0: the algorithm, like getting algorithmic favor and actually getting streams, is not the same as having fans mm-hmm. and making a moment out of it. That's. I mean, that's just a real thing, and I feel like that's lost on artists sometimes because they're so focused on thinking about the algorithm. Obviously, the artists who are trying to come up, like, I'm trying to get these streams, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. You can have plenty of those streams, and they could be real streams and not relate to fans or not add to the fan experience at mm-hmm. all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just an outcome.
1: Right. Yeah. Or well, there might be things that you do to favor it that your core doesn't like. Right. You know? And then so then it becomes the battle of who's the most important in the moment is it more important that I activate my core fans and you know X Y Z there, or is it more important that I do these things that get these other entities fucking with me, move me in a certain position? Right, like that's always going to be the the Balance. battle. I think you have. Yep. you have you have to find as a as an artist is when you go left, when you go right. This to me is a moment where he went, he went a little left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He went a little yeah. left. And it's
0: hard to see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know Gucci's business, but I wonder what the benefit would be. Other than him just doing his old school stuff. But Mm -hmm. if it was like from an industry standpoint, what benefit is it for him? He
1: might be trying to get ahead of this leak situation. This leak situation. They've been hitting motherfuckers with the leaks left (laughs) and right. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to give you all the chance to put out 80 songs. I'm going to put out 80 songs. Okay. (laughs) okay.
0: I, I was thinking you were about to say somebody... Gucci had like a threat that somebody was going to leak his shit. But no, yeah.
1: You talking about the general leak? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Or.
1: I mean, they got Nudie. They got of. Apparently, they're attacking Atlanta, bro. They coming for Atlanta. I didn't know they got Nudie. Yeah, bro. Nudie got hit like last week. Like 160 wow. songs or something crazy. Dang. Exactly. Dang. So
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> let's consider this though, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. That's real tough. The artist in the fan relationship is a relationship- all about curation when you think about it, Mm -hmm. right? I like you because I like the music you make, but you've selected the music that you allowed me to hear, right? Mm -hmm. Selected, or the production, right? That's all selection. The way you dress, the way you talk, all these things are things you have selected and you are an individual tastemaker, right? So me as a fan, I appreciate that. And then once you do this, I feel like you're violating Cause you're no longer taste making. You just throwing shit out there. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, can yeah, we talk about advertising some bad music on my playlist mm-hmm. because I'm just taking money from it. That's that similar space that you're feeling is being violated in that agreement. It's like, yo man, you you are taking advantage of the love <laughs> that I've committed to you. You knew I was gonna invest and now you're putting me through the ringer. It's abuse, actually. It's fan abuse. It's, it's abuse, exactly, bro. That's that exactly shit is fan abuse. Is. And you know, maybe there's the, the fan parts of his fans that that love this and want this from him. I'm not one of those people who want that from anybody that I like. No. Period. You know what I mean? I'm cool. I'm cool with just. Even song, those fans
1: right, that man. say they want, they lying. You say, what they lying. The ones that say they want, they lying. they be the same don't ones. That. Don't make it past the fifth track when the album come out. Be like, oh, <laughs> wish, wish you dropped forty songs. It's Like, no, you don't. Shut up. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> These fans yeah. don't know what they want, bro. No, nah. oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. You just got to give it to them. See how they act. <laughs> like I want eighty songs. Like, mm, no, you don't. You want fifteen. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So I mean, you know, look, more power to Gucci. Hopefully the project does whatever he needs it to do.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he got some bucks on it, man. Yeah. you know it is it is up bro. You, you got to find them though. Yeah, exactly. You you gotta, gotta, go ahead, get that shovel so you can <laughs> you can dig and find them. Should have searched, bro. It's gonna take yeah. me the whole week to listen to it. Yeah, that,
0: that that's that's the thing. It's just time. It's the time, and okay, this is where a problem comes with that too. <laughs> we talk about time. <laughs> Gucci's fan base has aged up. Yes. Right? He has a lot of cultural respect for the younger people. The people, like, we're probably the youngest of his main fan base. Right? Like, our age range. Yeah.
1: yeah. Everybody
0: else is older. So, think about the time that they actually have, for real. Because they got kids. They got work. They got just other shit. Taxes. Hobbies. You know, (laughs) Christmas time. Especially around Christmas time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the, their ability to consume in that way is not even there mm-hmm. in the same. So, yeah, I don't know. I would love to hear the thought process around it outside of just narrative. And I'm sure that he's going to find the ones that hit the most. Like, nobody, nobody's, nobody is dropping 80 songs and all 80 of them hit. It doesn't even mean that all of them aren't, like, good to a certain quality. We're just talking about the shit that's going to make culture move. You yeah. know what I mean? Nobody's doing that. So I would love to see if something gets pulled out of it and they look to push it further, though.
1: Eight songs, bro. It's At least three.
0: At least three. Got to yeah, be. Yeah, hey, playing the numbers, bro. man. On the Gary Vee shit, I guess. I mean, <laughs> if we only expect
1: one from a 15 to 20 song project, I need at least three out of this one. Mm. At least. Mm. That's fair. See, now
0: you judging. You're
1: right. Now you're right. You gotta have a hit. Yeah, you're a your hit I'm, rate. I'm cause... a picky fan, bro. I, I've done. Hey. I put my my boot to my artist you know what I'm saying next when they come that shit bro I need the best from you (laughs) all the time
0: (laughs) oh man well Ailo we got another topic for you guys and this one I actually love man put out by one track I thought it used to have another letter on it
1: I did too bro I thought I was tripping I I wasn't gonna say nothing if you didn't bring it up (laughs) <laughs> Dang,
0: he just threw us all off. It used to be like one track M or something. I don't know, whatever. All right, but Josh Wexler, man, like shout out to you. I don't know if you put your government out there, but it's already out there now. Shout out to you and the one track page. Y'all go ahead and check it out because they have a lot of dope po- uh, posts. Definitely support. But this is the advice that he actually gave. I should have put this in the advice column. So rate this as advice <laughs> as well. <laughs> we want to know what y'all think. Why every artist should market their marketing. I'm going to read what he said. All right. Marketing is an art form itself. Mm. And sometimes the creativity of one's marketing has more potential for a viral moment than the music itself. Mm. What this means is that in those cases where your marketing efforts to promote the music stand out to a significant degree, you should advertise those attention-grabbing marketing attempts rather than the music in order to build your social profiles and repeat listeners. Mm. All right. He wrote a lot, so I'm not going to go through all of this before we stop. For Baby Tron's most recent album rollout, his marketing team had an incredibly detailed 3D billboard put up in Times Square, which can be seen on the next slide, and they used footage of it to make their hype, make the hype he had in New York viral on the internet because it was good content about a big artist. Okay. Because it was good content about a big artist, I imagine that they received free marketing from this as well, because posting it could likely lead to growth for any platform. Mm -hmm. All right. Bet, he's hitting on all the points. All the points are being touched on right here. Let me see if I can go to this next slide so people can actually see what the baby Tron post of the billboard look like. Check this out, folks.
1: Right.
0: Mm. oh yeah that shit was hard I remember saying that yeah beautiful you know listeners y'all come to the episodes so y'all can see you know but yo marketing the marketing is the thing it's it's, it's the truth it's what we talk about all the time we never spe- explicitly say it in that way but that's what we're telling people to do all the time even when we just talked about literally the Gucci project mm-hmm. we just said the narrative can go bigger than the, than the song. project the yeah. songs itself right Marketing your marketing, as he said, is an art form itself. I am going to go ahead and say, like, this is top tier advice. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. And not only that, if we allude to the conversation about two chains we had probably like six episodes ago, your marketing, if you market well, you always have great creativity and presentation and packaging in relation to your brand. That now becomes something that not only fans appreciate and experience, but other brands appreciate experience. Mm-hmm. Just like Two Chains became the head of marketing, or I forgot the actual position, but he was head of that advertisement campaign for Crystal, right? Yeah. They say, Oh, I appreciate this person's mind, their perspective. They can add some creative value to my campaigns or to my Fashion brand, if people appreciate the packaging of how you dress, right? You always have a certain sense of style. Everything you do should be marketed individually and has its own potential to blow, right? Your fashion can be a brand or a thing in and of itself. Your uh, music is a thing in and of itself. As an artist, every bit of you is something that you should, you should be look to, looking to monetize and market as its own level of greatness. Mm-hmm. So- Not only does he hit the nail with the marketing aspect of it, you should market everything that you do in its own way. Of course, that becomes easier as you get bigger. But as he said, especially for a large artist, literally you just sharing that you did this, right? becomes something that can move virally because pages already want to talk about it because it's something that creates conversation Mm -hmm. and creates growth for themselves. And that's the... One of the like go to tricks. I call it like a one on marketing one on one trick at this point to me. Literally create a billboard. You only need one of them and then share it with the internet. <laughs> People say billboards aren't valuable, but billboards still have the value just because it's something in the physical world. And when you share that something happened in the physical world, in the digital world, mm-hmm. it feels more real, mm-hmm. it feels more cool. So, you know, you can think well, far beyond just billboards, but like, all you need is one. You can pretend like you did it in the whole city. Honestly, I've had people to do And I did this with companies, like, when it, it wasn't even, um, like, I, before I was even in music. You could just Photoshop a billboard and just say you did the shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows, man. You know what I mean? Nobody knows where it is. If anything that creates commentary, well, where is it? Hey, that's engagement on this post. Let them views go up. So... So, no, no, I I love this marketing, your marketing um, comment, uh, and, you know, you're getting your love on this the next 10 times I say it. At some point, I might forget to cite you, but know that you got it this one time right here, <laughs> <laughs> Josh. So, you know what I mean? The, 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 the love has already been exchanged. What you think, Corey?
1: Yeah, but I just like the the love to the the art form that is is marketing, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it doesn't get enough credit 100%. for being an art form the way it is. Like, bro, I'm stringing together this copy and this content, mm. bro. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> so, But no, I think you already hit a lot of the main points, bro. There are going to be times where I think as an artist, you have to accept that your music might not be the most interesting focal point of the campaign. It's great <laughs> when it is. It makes everybody's job so much easier when it is. <laughs> But there are times when realistically it's not, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so then that kind of is when it comes down to how savvy is your marketer or you as a marketer to be able to create a conversation point out of what might be mid, you know what I'm saying? Like to be real with you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, Cause good marketing is gonna elevate a mid song, you know what I'm saying? Like good marketing is gonna take an amazing song and get it out of here, right? But either way it's gonna level up the situation mm-hmm. if you if you win it. So. I think that's just what it is, bro. Like you said, I, and I like that he framed it with big artists. I think big artists are the ones who get the leverage to be able to step outside of the music for the narrative a lot of the times. When you're a small artist and you're building your audience, nah, we, a lot of times I want to hear about none of other shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, unless the music is, is, is good. It's a to Like the Eam Tripling situation, right? Like, it's like narrative leads back to good music you know, or at least, you know, good to okay music, depending on how you're looking at it. So we're cool with here, right? Versus if that led back to some trash, would it have been as talked about? Right. As so it, as it was. And I'm glad you brought his situation up because
0: there's a nuance to the market you're marketing as well, right? This is blatant marketing of clear marketing, right? Mm-hmm. It's a billboard, which we know is marketing, something you do for that type of effort. Or you could have a flyer for your concert and it's super dope or whatever. Or you covered up a whole um, establishment, you know what I mean? And you market that. But people know that that's marketing. Mm. You look at the EM tripling situation. That too was marketing. They contrived some events and then they marketed that, mm. right? But that itself was marketing in, in beyond the music. So that it's a top-down um analogy where you have the very clear, but it, there's nuances in between. Where look, just market yourself doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Pete, That's what it comes down to. Of course, it, it like you know why and what you're doing matters, but just market yourself doing stuff other than the music.
1: Yeah, that's a good point too. Because now, if we, even if we take it outside of, and you already kind of touched on it, but if we take it outside of just fan perspective, when we go back to industry, your peers, people mm-hmm. you're networking with, but they want to see proof that you out here doing things and taking things as, as seriously as, as mm-hmm. you, you want them to believe you are. And I mean one of the most well respected things across the music industry in every circle is how the marketing is executed, bro. Everybody in every oh, yeah, genre at yeah. every entity everywhere respects a good marketing plan that put that was put together Hell and worked out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um and so it, it, a lot of times your marketing can be the way that you convince these people that you feel like a power player that you want in your corner to take you seriously. Because yeah. you know like that's the part everybody knows that marketing is one of the hardest parts of building the artist up, I would say. Like, it's, it's easily top three, one of the most expensive parts. Um, could be argued top five, the top ten is one of the harder things to do. You know what I'm saying? Depending on who you are. If you're us, you us, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you everybody else, I can get why you might rank it where you rank it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's like, everyone in the industry respects a great, well-executed marketing campaign everyone from the a and r at the label to the to the the goddamn show promoter you know what i'm saying at the -hmm. the concerts you're pulling up to
0: we nerd out on that shit man
1: yeah exactly bro like like they love it so it's like here's your way to show your fans hey i make real world moves right or things in real life happen around me because that's essentially what you're doing by marketing your marketing showing them like hey things happen around me in real life so if you just show your industry peers like, hey, I am making things happen around me in real life, whether organically or, or you know, through me executing some elaborate marketing plan I put together. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's a win-win, bro. I'm showing my fans that I do shit in real life, which like you said, fans love it when they feel like their internet person is making moves in in the real world. Like we all love that. You know what I'm saying? um, And then people in the industry love to see that your internet Celebrityism is translating to some real world shit. Hey, this looks like a safe investment. It's gonna be equal equate to more than just streams and views. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So marketing, your marketing is a win win across the board. And yeah, and yeah. like I say, it puts more respect on the name of the marketer, bro. You know, Way more. Hey. You no, know, people got to respect our paintbrush. You know what I'm saying? Our <laughs> pen. You know, And I start writing down these KPIs and these target results, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's magic happening. See, that's that's, that's <laughs> the thing.
0: Cause people don't care about the numbers like that. People yeah. want the numbers, but people don't care about the. The technical aspect of the marketing mm-hmm. right they don't care about the science of it they care about the art or they appreciate the art it's hard for them to truly appreciate the, mm-hmm. the science of it but of course that's what i've always loved about marketing that it is art and science and the best ones can be creative be artful but it impacts the science right moves mm-hmm. the numbers it's not just oh you're doing some cool creative looking but it doesn't impact anything, Yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what people get lost. They're either over there or they are super number focused and you're moving a needle, but you can't get those exponential results from just doing the technical shit either. You're just kicking the ball down the field. It's like you're watching football and they keep doing the short passes. You can get there eventually, but it's never going to be that sexy, entertaining thing that people are playing the highlights and it goes you know, through the roof, shared on every channel, people are talking about it. So when you wanna go big, you're still gonna need the long ball and Randy Moss to catch that bitch with one hand over three niggas. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you need to have some art, something that's beautiful, cool, that can be worth having a conversation about, but that's that balance. And I feel like most people not only struggle with it, most people don't know that that's what they're struggling with when it comes to marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just said it too. Like, I think it's just the language barrier, right? Yeah. Like, they don't know how to communicate that and yeah. things outside of the number. So, like, an artist might be saying, "Hey, I want 10 million views on my video," right. but what they're really saying is, "I want an impactful moment that seems larger than life." Right? Ten million views is just the way they know how to to quantify it or express yeah. it through what the way they understand it comes from digital marketing. Hey, I, the last artist I saw get 10 million views. He had a larger than moment life, so that's what yep. I want, 10 million views, right? It's like, mm, you really want the moment. That moment could come before that, that that point, right? Yes. Um, Or there might be a lot more that needs to be done to make you have the potential to get that type of moment. But, yeah, I think it's just a language barrier. You know what I'm saying? We got people who, who speak the language of marketer, marketers and marketing like very loosely because what, what are you see in internet? you see numbers being talked about, KPIs, cost per clicks, cost per whatever. Like That's what gets talked about in, in, in tandem with marketing a lot of the time. Yep. Um, or you see like these bigger, larger in life marketing moments that are very inaccessible to you. And so you think that either marketing is either all clicks and likes or it's all these big, larger in life moments mm-hmm. that happen all the time. It's like there is a middle ground between both of those. You know what I'm saying? And you know why <laughs> marketing is so disrespected, right? Because everybody feels like they can do it, bro. It's a course out there, exactly. course around every corner, bro.
0: Everybody feels like they can do it because it's one of those few fields. That people can do it by mistake and reap the benefits. Yeah. And because they reap the benefits, they think they're good. Yeah. But you, have, you can't keep repeating it because you don't know why. Mm-hmm. You can't break it down. So sometimes, you know, you can explain what someone did and they be like, well, no, I wasn't thinking about all that. That's cool that you weren't thinking about all that. It just I happened work. for you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That might even be why it worked because you were able to do it so authentically (laughs) and you'd have to worry about acting it out. But that doesn't mean that it didn't work because of the principles that are true. Then you apply that across the board, right? For an actual marketer and a true marketing strategist, you're able to do it again and again, apply it to these multiple situations in a way that feels authentic. That's what marketing really is, Mm. right? But yeah, again, so many people blow up, go viral, all these different things without even understanding why. And they think they're a marketer. They think they know better. They they do it on one platform and understand that you learn how to hack a platform, which means you might have some marketing talent in you. But that doesn't mean you know how to apply it to multiple platforms. If the landscape completely changes, you can figure it out real yeah. quick. That's what like that's what a true like marketer will will, will be able to make happen. So look, I know artists, y'all feel disrespected, but, you know, we
1: feel for you in our own ways. Yeah, 100%. cause Because we, we, we feel disrespected multiple times over. Yeah, if one more person tell me they know how to market because I can set up a Facebook ad, bro, I'm going to lose it. Lose, <laughs> lose my shit. Hey. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> bro, did you just square up? Did you put your... <laughs> hey, put it there. Put them there. Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> hey. Jacory got them paws for y'all, dog. He got them paws for y'all. Oh, sorry, bro. Oh, uh, let's, uh, be, like they got some more added. He added another example. So let's put this back up. Metro Booming. Um, see, I was, I feel weird for saying the G and Booming. Because <laughs> I was thinking about something else. Example two. I was trying to stop myself. Example two. <laughs> uh, Metro Booming's project, Heroes and Villains, had more of a market the concept approach. The concept of the album was that of a sequel to his Not All Heroes Wear Capes from 2018. The idea is that all of the features and producers on the project fall into the category of either a hero or a villain. Mm-hmm. This created a conversation about the album separate of the music, which resulted in tons of free marketing as well. All right, next slide. Some features that I think, uh, okay. He's showing a slide example of someone. I think it said, let's see what it's supposed to say. Some features that I think we can see on Metro Boomin's new heroes and villains. All right. He's just talking about some of the conversation that came from Metro Boomin's post. All right. And that. So if you think you took any value from this, shout out to Josh and um, One Track. Go ahead and follow him. If y'all got value from that post or find him, you know what I mean? Now, going back to Metro Boomin's uh, project. That was something that was very clear. I mean, we kind of talked about it, right? It's a project that was more about the experience, right? The production Mm -hmm. of itself as almost a mini movie is not a project that's built on singles that are supposed to go crazy. Yeah, like he
1: built the album soundtrack to his own movie.
0: Yes, he built the soundtrack to his own movie, Yeah, right? And there were some moments that, like I said, I wish, like the Weekend track. I feel like, could have really been something if they really leaned into it. It should have been an all weekend type of track. If I was trying to make a hit, I feel like that could be a weekend hit. And I don't think it needed a rapper on this song as much as I love 21. And that's the first song I ever felt like, And I could have went without 21 on in terms of like a feature collab. What was another song off of that project that could have been a hit single if maybe it wasn't in the scope of that project that didn't that wasn't seeking for hit singles in that way?
1: Mm. I have to look at a track list. That's a deep that's a, yeah. question. That's a deep question? <laughs> that's a deep question. <laughs> yeah, that's a all deep right. question. Like, could have been a hit without the, if it wasn't in the context of the rest of it.
0: Right. Because, it, you know, and it was intentional about being a hit, right? Yeah. Not even just the context of it, but just because of the context, they didn't seek to make it a hit. So they added production, you know, all these production things that took away from that. It's a different approach. Like, oh, no, we're building this for a soundtrack. We're, we're going to add a second feature a separate feature here, or we're going to change the production up here to mimic a change of scenery or mood versus we're just trying to produce an earworm worm and see this thing playing on the radio so people are bumping into clubs or their, or their cars. It wasn't about that. That's uh, all I'm saying. Yeah, let
1: me whip out my old Spotify real quick. All right. Because, I mean, I'm, my first instinct is on time, the intro song. That one, I don't know if
0: I could have seen that one being a hit. That one was one of my favorite ones. No, the
1: second half of it, bro, without the- Oh. Maybe not the first half, yeah, the second half of it. See, you're proving my point. That's what I'm saying,
0: right? There were like points of the song. If you think about, and this is what producers do today all the time, right? Once sampling became a thing, right? They would literally take these old ass songs, right? And just take that one part that could have been a hit and then make a hit out of that one bit of the song. Like if you listen to, uh, you know, Shawty Lowe, What's the official name of that song? They know. They know. There we go. Yeah. If you listen to Shotty old, they know, and find the song that it was made from is one of Mandrill's songs, right? And that's like an old group. Literally, that song sounds nothing like that, except for that five seconds of the song. Mm. And they literally took that five seconds of the song and just played it the whole song. Yeah, the rest of it is so detached. If you think about like how different the beginning of that. Uh, song that you're referencing of uh, Metro Boomin mm-hmm. sounds in the second one. I mean, you're talking about hearing flutes, church bells,
1: yeah,
0: it's stupid different, bro. Yeah, so I think what you're talking about right here, like, yeah, if y'all just lean into that second half of the song, it, it could have been a hit. But yeah. that was uh, which was it called again?
1: Uh, On Time, on time. but I get it though, bro, because like th- yeah. that, that intro song is probably one of the best. Intro songs in a long time, especially when you talk about the narrative aspect. But I told 100%. you like my my interpretation of it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? and and just kind of what I was getting from it, where it's yep. like, yo, this first half sounds like the superhero showing up to save the day, like, oh shit about to be good. We okay. Like Superman showed up. Mm. And then you have the 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 beat drop. And that to me sounds like the part of the show where it's like, you know, the superhero goes and punches the villain and they realize it doesn't hurt. And then it's like, oh, (laughs) shit, like, this nigga about to fuck us up. Like, no, the day is not saved. We actually just realized it got much worse because the person that came to save us can't do anything. You know what Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's what That to me is what that transition from John Legend Mm -hmm. to that future shit sounded like. And I was like, yo, this shit is beautiful. This shit is (laughs) crazy, bro. Like, he just walked me there. So I get it. I get why they had to do it that way. See, that right there
0: goes back to the importance of marketing your marketing, Mm -hmm. making sure the concept is clear and clean. Mm -hmm. Because now you went into it with that type of ear and perspective. Yeah, looking for that, And yeah. you have these visuals yeah. going through your head throughout the project. Yeah, that's true. That's a beautiful thing, The man. movie
1: definitely set it up for it, but it's like, if, if any of you haven't seen the short movie he dropped with it, it, it does beautifully set it up. I would tear up if I was a
0: part <laughs> of that project, yeah. and you gave that description right there. <laughs> he, he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, like that—that's that, a beautiful moment right there, bro. Yeah, you, bro. You just brought that shit all together, bro. It's, like, it, it's nothing like <laughs> making something creative and then people get it. Yeah,
1: that's true, bro. And from song one, like it didn't take me five, six songs to get into it. Like song one, I was like, "Oh no, nah, I'm I'm right where he wants me to be at,
0: bro. Beautiful.
1: I'm here, bro. I'm here for the heroes in hey, the village. Hey, talk about marketing and marketing. Remember when I said?
0: Right to the two James. You market your shit, people respect your eye and the way you approach things, and yeah. now they'll hire you for other stuff. If I'm a movie supervisor, music supervisor, hey, man, this dude can do all my soundtracks. And I know it's a soundtrack check out there, yeah. so he might not be marketing <laughs> to the charts in that bag. But, hey, this is a catalog, right? Yeah. I, I always say artist. Well, I always say since the last three weeks, artist, your career is your catalog. And he just put out a catalog that shows that he can very well be a music supervisor or he can produce the soundtrack, right, for a scary movie, a superhero movie, and any other category that applies. Yeah, facts, facts. This shit is beautiful right here. This shit is beautiful. Um, Now let's switch to a whole other direction uh, because... Because Bryson, man, Bryson, man, you represent something right now. Look, I never really watched a Bryson Tiller interview, probably because Bryson Tiller was never doing interviews. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, he didn't really do a lot. Okay, so I, and I never looked at him close. He don't look Lebronish to you?
1: I can I I I see why you're saying that.
0: I was like, this dude look Lebronish, man. I, I, I never knew. No one ever told me he looked like LeBron a little bit. Like,
1: I don't, I don't think a... I- I don't think a hundred percent of the way, but I, I, yeah, you know, I can see you know where mean? I can see where you're going with it. Yeah. I think it's the beard.
0: That's why I said ish. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> LeBron ish. Okay, okay. All right, let's get let's get into this. I don't know some Pap, You need an answer right now right here. Would you say yeah? Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Well, I don't know. Some people it's are just Rihanna. like. <laughs> is it so? It would only be Rihanna that would have to give you an offer to perform, or is it like Super Bowls
1: on the list of like bucket?
0: All right, so I'm gonna clarify. She's asking him right about the super bowl is he hype about performance for the super bowl or is he doing it because rihanna acts actually it's not confirmed that he's doing it but they were just talking about the possibility because rihanna's actually about to do the super bowl Mm -hmm. so let me clarify that because i I probably started at a weird place
1: get list items for me no i don't i don't necessarily care about um performing Mm -hmm. like that like especially not the super bowl i mean that'd be cool i mean Mm -hmm. who knows one day maybe Yeah, i'm trying to get on the mass singer you know anybody huh
0: that's all I wanted to play. That right there. That right there. And this is why <laughs> these old folks be getting upset with these young folks. <laughs> like I don't really care about performing. All right, he don't care about performing. And then he said, especially the Super Bowl, which is, which is funny. And I'm not even coming from like a, I'm an old head being upset with it, but I could just see it. He like, damn, you know, and because he said it like without any energy, as I'm saying something polarizing. Or I'm not. I'm not even saying like I hate like oh the old school how they I don't want to do all that. It's just like a, a it was pure in spirit. Like mm-hmm. no,
1: I don't really care. <laughs> You're
0: like, what do you mean you don't care about performing? It's it's a and I just think it's such an interesting space that we're in musically that there are so many artists that share this sentiment, and there are so many artists. We go back to the narcissism conversation. that actually don't want to be seen, but they do want to get the music, and they actually want to try to figure out how do I get both my and an, an enemy an enemy dang I hate that word and my success in music right like how do I remain anonymous while I get that success and they genuinely want that so I think it's it's a definitely a new type of artist that's able to find success um but on the other side I kind of hate the fact that there are so many artists that don't appreciate performing and still perform, right? Because that's the other part. Like, I also don't want to see you on stage, you know what I mean? Mm. If you don't even
1: care to perform. A I man probably so, no choice.
0: Yeah, maybe in some situations. I mean, because that's how you get a bag, right? Yeah, a certain yeah. level of bag. So, I mean, it's not the only way you get a
1: bag. Sometimes but you be on bags. You said you what? Sometimes you be owing bags. So, yeah. (laughs) Many do. Many definitely owe some bags.
0: But it's just like, yo, if you got that out there that you don't like performing, me, as someone who really does truly appreciate a good performance, it's like, man, all right, well, I'm not going to go to your show. It's already bad enough if if you're just not good at it. It's like, oh, yeah, you don't even care to do it. Now, again, like this is nothing to – again, Bryson, I think he's very – actually very congruent in his old image and how he's presenting himself the whole time through. So it's not like he out there like just acting or like trying to do a whole bunch of shows and running it up in that way either, right? But man, it's interesting that this even exists these days and you got a lot of artists who either not only do they not care to do it, let alone like the, hey, I don't care about the Super Bowl this thing that's big to you right? and it's not big to me, right? That's just a natural of the changing of tides. But many of them are scared to perform, right? Or, you know, the anxiety. They don't like the experience that comes along with it. And I think that's that other conversation where some of them might just say, I don't like, and I I think, well, I don't care about, but it's more from a standpoint of, you know, mental health type things Mm. that come along with it that they can't really get with.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, it's a, it's, it's a little bit of fear in there, but I do get it. You know, we got to think about they're also paying attention to the internet landscape. I see my influencer homies making 100K this money. All he did was live stream a couple of times, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and, and put some t-shirts out, right? Like, oh, I see, you know, my other yeah. creative endeavor homie just putting out some shirts and he's only doing shit. That he, he ain't got to jump around on stage for 40 minutes, you know what I'm saying? To, oh, to, to make this money. So, I get it, bro. Jump Let's...
0: around on stage. You said that. <laughs> like, like, I'm your performance monkey type thing. <laughs> like, on some menstrual shows types of stuff, man. Dang.
1: I mean, basically, man. Yeah. So, depending on how you look at it, you know. For the ones that love to do it, they probably don't see it that way. For the ones that don't like to do it, they 100% see it yeah. that way. You know, like, oh, you're just making me jump around on stage. But <laughs> these people I don't even really like like that. So, I get it. I think the the, the music landscape is opened up enough to where, those artists can even constantly think that. You know what I'm saying? Like because, like you said, bro, 10, 20 years ago, this wouldn't even been a conversation. Get on stage, bro, quit playing with me. Yep. Today, he's like, you know what? Yeah. Let's talk about it seriously. There may be a pathway to you being a successful artist without having to do that. But then, to me, that also requires a certain level of, honesty from the artists about like, how big do they really want to be? Because there's no way you becoming a super, superstar artist without a good performance cadence. No way, 100% not, you know what I'm saying? Um, but you could can, can be arguably a successful artist without ever touching the stage. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And like, it's That's very true. possible to, to to be in a good space and not have to do some of the traditional things that you would have to do to excel yourself to like that level of an artist. So like, if, I get it. If you're an artist that doesn't want to be in this upper tier and you don't like performing, should I be trying to figure out how to make money without performing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I ain't got to lead a house <laughs> and 20k hit the account this month that would be beautiful. And there's
0: too many ways to do it.
1: Today. So many ways to do it, like bro. Like you
0: said, man, it, it's a very, very possible thing. I mean, and, mm. and so many are doing it. I mean, that's just the same as us in many cases. Like, yo, man, like, go into work. What you mean? Yeah, exactly, so bro. Leave yeah. my house. It's like, man, I'm, I'm making all this money from the crib, and you want me to leave the crib and make Less or maybe just the same amount or maybe just a little more. Yeah. I don't know. I lost that. I lost that in peace of mind in my travel to get there.
1: <laughs> exactly, bro. I lost that drive a minute ago. But Leave the house.
0: Yeah. So no, I, I definitely get that. I mean, I, I think a lot of if we if we relate to form, performing in its own way to showing up for work because that is they're showing up for <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. Right. Going into the office. Eh. You know, I think that's a pretty relatable mm-hmm. <laughs> analogy. So like. Uh, Yeah, I say this for the for the snippet sake of it. (laughs) 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 Gotta be aware. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) uh, artists showing up for their performance today is equivalent to regular job nine to fivers showing up to work. Mm -hmm. Many people just don't want to do it, and you can get away with actually not doing it in the way the internet is set up today. Zoom exists for a reason. Zoom exists for a Hey, bro, that'd be wild if somebody try to do a, a performance. <laughs> a, Zoom a Zoom phone? call? Yeah.
1: I watched yeah. that. At least one. Depending on who it I was.
0: Mean, yeah, I mean, that's no difference than a live stream, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. No, quality might be a little off. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. At least they could share their screen. True. True.
0: Okay, so yeah, even, even that, the, the proof of concept <laughs> is damn near there. Proof of concept is damn near there. All right, but so let's get here. We got this one last thing gotta play and discuss. Alright, go here because Rich Homie, your boy Rich Homie Quan, says he couldn't drop music for two years and I want to talk about the impact of that. Uh oh.
2: Let's go. So during that time, yes, of course, I'm looking. What at What does me. that do to your creative process? Oh man, it uh, you it probably, slowed me down. You probably got some hits in your headphones. Uh, just making <laughs> stuff for himself. Like, no, oh, I was man. definitely, yeah, I was definitely still recording, but it was almost like, um, why, why record? Should I record? Should I continue to record when I'm going through a litigation? I can't drop any music. I see my peers taking off. Yeah. So it was it was depressing a little bit. Right. You know is is saying? it hard to see your peers taking off when? When you know you're like, damn, I'm on a sit down. Um, it's just more so hard to see. Yes, it was hard to see my yeah. peers take off for yeah you because know, I was on a sit down, and the reason I had to sit down. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't like you said I'm like going. I want to sit down, but for Little Gate lawyer. Hey, look, man, you can't drop any music. You haven't even been paid for your regular stuff yet. So that puts a mind. In, you know. What about when we
0: got smooth like quarantine and pandemic, Were yeah. you creating then or do or does that take you down? even more of a slope. Like. Nah,
2: pandemic definitely helped my creative process. Mm. Around pandemic, to be honest, was the time like I started feeling myself again. I started <laughs> getting my mojo back. Yeah, I was going through okay. a little catch with TIG so I couldn't.
0: All right. Oh, man. So there's a couple of levels of things that I want to talk about. I'm going to give you the context of this interview and like when he brought it up and why he brought it up. But first, we could just address the two years of not being able to drop music. It's very interesting to me. I think you talked about this beforehand or you just mentioned like, he didn't really make it known that he was in that period. Yeah, right? he was
1: going through this. Yeah. He was
0: going through this.
1: And then, you know,
0: I was like, yeah, because you actually do need to be like, yo bro, I can't drop music. You got to get that attention because you can't drop music, mm. right? People, if you are not top of mind and people aren't hearing new music from you to judge, then a lot of people are just gonna assume you fell off, all right? Are mm-hmm. you gonna assume you you tucked away and things ain't going good for you? You down bad. If you say I can't drop music, one you get the attention to explain why you're not dropping music. Two, you have the ability to win people's hearts because you're going through a situation, mm-hmm. so you get some empathy from people, right? And you build the story. Because when you come back, people want the story. They will remember that. Now you're giving them an episode of this story. Oh, he was going through it. Talk about a hero, right? Heroes and villains with Metro Boomership. shit. People want to hear that story. So now they can watch you rise from those ashes or at least see yeah. if you're going to be able to come yeah. back from it, right? <laughs> so you miss out on all that when you go through stuff like that and you don't mention it. It's the equivalent of like somebody going to jail and not letting people know they going to jail, not having the free meat campaign or something right like there, yeah. free who, free X, right? X as in whoever. Put put it in there. So, like, cause you, cause obviously you can't win on everything else. So at least lean into the narrative. But it might be an Atlanta thing at that time, because if you really look at the 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 climate, he didn't mention it, and. You know, the Migos went through that too, Mm -hmm. right? Them not being able to drop music. And I honestly, you know, I wasn't necessarily as much in the music industry at the time as well. So maybe I would have known if I was like doing what I do today. But I didn't really know that they were in a thing where they couldn't drop music and going through litigation until they were out of it. And they Mm -hmm. were talking about it in like a complex interview or something.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Were you aware? like? When that they couldn't because of that specifically.
1: No, I think the combats interview might have been when I learned about it too. So and that is why I give them a little bit in front of the doubt. My guess is a lawyer probably told them not to talk about it right as much. Right, and if we think back to that time specifically, like social media wasn't looked at as like the place to air your grievances like it is yes. today. You know what I'm saying? True. Like Rich Homie Coin today probably would do that. Yeah, Rich Homie Coin back then there was no blueprint for people really doing it like that. You yep. know what I'm saying? To think of it that way, I don't even know if we had live streams back then like that. Right. The, even the culture it. for it
0: wasn't there. Yeah, we'll so,
1: so I give them the benefit of the doubt in that. You know, maybe even it was a situation where and I don't want to speculate like too much, but but I do give it some benefit of the doubt. There might have been some entity saying, like, don't talk about it in that way. And with that being said, we are not legal advice. We are just <laughs> oh, yeah, talking facts.
0: strictly from marketing standpoint <laughs> and what we see there. So if you are down bad legally, refer to your lawyer first and foremost. <laughs> whatever we say. And then come back and like and subscribe.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then make right, your right way right. right back up here. <laughs> so Thanks. so yeah, so I do give them that benefit of the doubt. Like maybe someone's telling you not to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't know I could do it. Um, but other than that, yeah, I agree with you, bro. If I was an artist today going through that, but I'm talking about it. Unless I unless there's some mm-hmm. crazy legal repercussion on my side. Like you said, talk to a lawyer because it might be. If it ain't, I'm talking about it. If it is, mm-hmm. I'm gonna shut up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find. That's when you start leaking shit through fans. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but like these Academics or some shit. Hey, I got some sauce for you. You just can't tell nobody you got it from me. That's true. That's when I already start dipping and shit like that.
0: Here's an example, right? Because <laughs> you do. You never know what kid happen. Remember, I told you that I was talking to somebody. I I like I actually don't remember um, who specifically this was, but we were running a campaign for them. No, they they inquired about running a campaign. But the caveat was he didn't have social media. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. And he couldn't be online at all, which we, you know, like, hey, bro, nah, we, we can't do it. Yeah, it's but our whole thing, bro. <laughs> how did this come about? He was in some kind of beef with some other person. I don't even know if the other person was a rapper too, but he was in a beef, right? I guess he stole their chain, bragged about it on the internet. And that caused more conflict down the road, da, 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 da. As it would. Of course. Of course it would. (laughs) So the judge was like, hey, bro, you can't use social media, right, at all. It's cut off. So then, of course, that's even worse than not talking about the fact I'm in this case, I can't even at least create awareness with my post outside of my music. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and just do normal people stuff and let people be a part of my day-to-day life or, or my dating or whatever your brand is, you know, however you move. So, you know, there are cases where, you know, depending on what the reason that you're in a situation is, it might make sense not to talk about the situation. Mm-hmm. Right? So, again, speak to the lawyers. Now, on the other side, the rest of the situation What the context of what he asked is Big Boy was talking about the splitting of Quan and Thug. Oh yeah. Get emotional thinking about it. Sad times. That that really that was one of the most meaningful points in my life, man. There was a you know how there's like these the best rapper of all time rankings and the best projects of all times. And then it's, you have, your. I don't really give a fuck about that shit. This shit has impacted me more than any of those other things. Yeah. So I'm not in the race trying to say it's better than X, Y, and Z. You want to get objective, cool. But the impact that shit had on me and the point of my life and where it caught me and how I was moving, the way I was moving, and I'm not moving that way no more, it was perfect. It was perfect, man. So I have so much affection and affinity for that project right there. And then they split and in asking about the split, Big Boy asked, does how did he feel about like Thug taking off? Mm-hmm. I think ironically we, we mentioned Amigos. I think Amigos was one of the other peers. Um, but specifically he was asking, you know, Thug, and like, was he in the space of like jealousy, hatred? Uh how did, how did that whole situation go? And that's when Quan brings up, well the thing that hurt was I wasn't even able to drop music at that time, okay, right? Keep up. So you think about the perception, it's like, the, a lot of the perception is like, yo, Thug just left that man like in his dust. Mm-hmm. He didn't need, like he didn't need Quan, right? But Quan must've needed Thug, just because Quan kind of, you know, quote unquote disappeared for a bit. And like, again, I didn't know that Quan wasn't the case. I didn't know what was going on. I did know that, like Thug, and Birdman was more the relationship, and Quan wasn't wasn't a part of that as much as Thug bringing him over. So I knew he had probably some support that might have helped Thug even more. But I think that that's that type of thing that changes to that changes how you see stuff, but fans a lot of times aren't privy to, which frustrates me sometimes about fan opinion because, like, you don't know what's actually happening or not. Yeah. and know, another reason why it would have been nice to have that out there um, because, you know, of course, I think that him and Thug both could have had, like, fruitful careers separately. Of course, I would have loved to see them uh, again, but also, the way that shit hit me, it's hard to even repeat that, so maybe it's one of those things to, like, you know, that's better left just as one, in terms of that project. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's all these factors, man. There's so many factors in terms of the artist perception and what they're able to do and how the team moves around it. And this duck, not this duck, this Quan situation is yet another example of it. It's Like, yeah, you split, that's tough, right? And he said interesting enough that a lot of the beef was more so between their squads and not. Mm-hmm him and Thug, right? And I've heard that between a lot of different people, right? it's like, it's more our squads and not keeping them together than it is us ourselves. Like, I think Birdman and uh, Master P has had like a similar story mm-hmm. where, you know, they come from certain places, too much real life and blood has been shed. There's no way to truly bring it, to, um, bring it together and it's just best to do your own thing. So it sucks to say that, but I also don't know if Doug would agree. Yeah. <laughs> Doug,
2: Doug might be like, nah, nigga, it
0: was you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, to each to, to each his own. But it's like you have that type of situation that creates some kind of split. And then now, like, what's going to happen next? And in that period where people are like, what happens next? You have some real life going on like that? I don't know, man. Like, what what would – outside of marketing your – the fact that you're in it, right? Outside, of like, not, not considering the legal situation, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't know. Outside of just saying, hey, I can't drop music and trying to keep a conversation around yourself in that way. What else would you have done?
1: See, if we go back to that time, I honestly don't have an answer for that time because that was so, it was so different. Like, mm-hmm. I think if that was happening today If it was an artist of that level, I'd be like, "Bro, go stream, like, go be a Twitch streamer, go Mm -hmm. like, go keep yourself in the conversation through other things." Like, um, who's a great example recently? Like T Grizzly when T Grizzly was kind of out recently for you know making more money off of streaming video games, and he does music. That was a great narrative for him, in my opinion, right? Because it put him back in the conversation. It coincided with the music conversation, um, and it, it was a way for him to stay relevant. And not saying he has a similar situation, but if he if he was in that type of situation, it's like we still think about him because he has this other thing going on. Yeah. Or I think about someone like Snoop, right? Snoop is super relevant when he's not dropping music because he he does so much shit to keep his face out there, right? He's doing shows with GQ and you know like Sports Center and shit like that, right? Like putting his face out there in other like media entities. So I don't know if the resources and the doors were open for. It you know, 2013, 2014, Rishomi Kwan have been able to do that. So that person, I genuinely don't have the answer for it. You know, whatever year that was, 2015, 20, whatever year that was, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Because the landscape was different. But I think what artists today can learn from that is that you are in a different situation. Someone telling you that you can't make music isn't the career killer like it was shit, even like five years ago, you know what I'm saying? A couple years ago, because you can find something else to find the attention to. Yep. So. That's the only thing I can think of, bro. I would have made a show, bro. Actually, they had YouTube back then, bro. I would have been on YouTube, vlogging, grinding out every day, bro. Like, fuck it. I can't. Y'all can't hear me through the music. Y'all going to hear me through this content shit, you know what I'm saying, and these vlogs, and I'm going to get my grievances or whatever I'm thinking out through this since I can't give it to you through the music. That's what I would have did.
0: That's what I think it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Create awareness some, some other way. You already have enough attention on you, so... Yeah, find another outlet to keep your name out there, and and go with that.
1: Yeah, bro. Like, I'll go do like a publicity stunt or something. You know what I'm yeah, saying. Go
0: like- <laughs> publicity stunt, and just don't reference the music. If you can't talk about it or whatever, so just let people ask, and let even those conversations that come from it come, because people might be like, why isn't this person dropping music? All right, let that happen. You never answer it. Right, or he's just he keeps gaming, you know, it's gonna be in the comments like when are you gonna come out with your next shot, like people were doing with Rihanna, mm-hmm. right? Like, when are you gonna drop some more music, and it's been like how long now? They said nine years, or too goddamn long, crazy, long, <laughs> crazy long, and then they get their answer when that answer comes, and like you can mm-hmm. connect the dot, but as long connect the dots because as long as that energy is out there in the universe, you can now make a connection with that energy, but if you're just absent.
1: Yeah, like so we talk about, it's about maintaining the. If you can maintain the attention, yep, you can always flip it back to the music. Can always flip you can always it back flip to it music. back. But if you lose the attention, then you best just starting from ground zero. And that's even the only thing to do. Yeah, even if you're a bigger artist, like you might not be starting from complete ground zero, but in their eyes, you you be back at ground zero. Yep, 100. So I ain't seen from you. I ain't heard from you. You ain't sent no gifts. You, know what I'm saying? you ain't put no bangers <laughs> out. You ain't featured on nobody's shit. Yep. Nah, bro, you gotta work your way back up.
0: Hey. You know, you know how it is, man. You can't, just like any other relationship, you can't just disappear and come back and act like it's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: What you, think, you think I ain't listening to no other artists? <laughs> you think I ain't out here in these these E streets downloading albums, <laughs> listening to singles, bro? Come on. Hey. Hey. So
0: uh, I, I think that was a, a, a very well-stated approach. Yeah. And any artist going through something today, y'all can – Take just that approach. Your thing might be different. You might not be a streamer. You might not be a, a YouTuber, whatever that looks like. You might get on TikTok, whatever that looks like. If you go and do one, because one, even if you're between tracks, I think that still applies,
1: Yeah, 100%. right?
0: It's not even about can you drop music because you're down bad. in that way It's it's not time to drop music again. Mm. So if you're somebody who actually would like to be or doesn't mind to be out there in front of people, because you're not going for the, I don't want to be seen or bothered type of route, then these are the best ways to do it. All mm-hmm. right. Some other interest that is adjacent to the music or shoot, just you got, it's a hobby of yours and let people, you find a new fan base in that way too, because mm-hmm. you're doing this new hobby, you do basketball. Next thing you know, people are like, oh man, like you like basketball and people like you for a whole other reason. So if your career or your music don't go like how you need it to now, you're up there doing basketball tournaments or streaming around basketball or they know that you like sneakers and you're showing up at sneaker con and shit like that, like Wale was doing yeah. right and being involved and doing sneaker collabs. So if anything, it's insurance. Yeah. At the very least. Now, with that said, that was our last topic today. This is episode number 14. Check us out Tuesdays. Check us out Thursdays. We're here. Apple Music, Spotify. YouTube. Amazon. Amazon. You know. Probably Deezer and any obscure. You know. Oh, does Deezer do podcasts? I don't know. Yeah, me either. But uh, if they do, we <laughs> on there. If Audio Mac does podcast, we on there. They probably don't. But if we would be Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm Brandman Sean. I'm Corey. And we out.